you have your Bibles and you want to turn to the book of Psalm chapter 16, it will be our first place that we want to read to you. And then I want to turn over to the book of Isaiah chapter 35. Uh, you can uh, be turning to those two places and I'll go ahead and make it a, a, a three bookmark kind of morning. You can turn over to the book of Numbers chapter 20. Uh, we'll read from there in just a minute. So you can go ahead and look, uh, mark uh, Isaiah 35 and also the book of Numbers chapter 20. Uh, and then we'll turn back to the book of Psalm chapter 16 uh, here in just a moment. Again, the book of Isaiah chapter 35, the book of Numbers chapter 20. And turn back to the book of Psalm chapter 16. That'll be our uh, first place that we feel uh, the need to read to you here this morning. As you're turning to uh, Isaiah 35 and Numbers 20 and, and Psalms chapter 16... I believe there are people out there today that are living life and they are enjoying it. So I don't want to take away from people that are living a happy life because I believe there's a difference in living a happy life and the fullness of life. This morning, that's what I want us to think about is the fullness of life. I believe there are people that are happy. I believe there are people that have things. But the thing is, is that all the happiness and all the, uh, the, the elements of the world, those are all temporary things. The fullness is about having a true relationship with Christ this morning. So when I ask you about the fullness of life, it's about the road that we're traveling and what's going to happen. You see, we're going to read this morning in some scripture as I had you turn to the book of Numbers and Isaiah chapter 35. We're going to read about a highway. It's about a king's highway. You see, the king's highway might be better understood, not a highway for a king, it's a highway by a king. And what I mean by that is, it's a public road. You see, a lot of times, it's easy to look at a person and say, those people are at peace with their life. Sometimes we might even say, those people are comfortable in their own skin. They're just people that accept everything for the way it is, and we think, they are traveling down a path in their life, I wish I could travel. But here's the thing, is that people that are traveling the king's highway, it's not meant for just a certain group of people, it's meant for all of God's people to travel. Here's the thing, let me put that a little bit different. Folks, if you look at a person in life that's been saved by the grace of God, and they are at peace with their life and the situation and the circumstances in their life, you too can travel down that road. We think that it's only for a certain select few, but it's not. God has a purpose. So when we talk about the fullness of life, you all know who these people are. There's people that when you see them and you're around them, they just bubble over. They're just they're optimistic. They're very positive about things. They, they truly understand. You want to say, do you have a bad day in your life? But the reality is they are experiencing the fullness of life because Things are put in perspective because they are on a path for the Lord. Now, we're going to talk about this in a minute. Sometimes our path for the Lord gets detoured, but you know what? God's still there along the way. Let me read to you, if I may, in the book of Psalm, chapter 16. Let's read the 11th verse. Thou wilt show me a path of life. So when we talk about, again, the fullness of life, I want you to see what he said. He said, I will show you the path of life. Not just a way, but the way. He said, in thy presence is fullness. You see, if there was only a limited supply 
of the peacefulness and the fullness of God, then, then we would all try to either one, try to get as much of it together, or we would try to ration it out so we could have just a little bit today, a little bit more tomorrow, and a little bit more the next day. But here's the thing about the, the goodness of God. I believe that there is, in thy presence is fullness. There's an abundance, but notice what he said. There is fullness of joy. There is fullness of joy. Let me ask you this morning. Do you think there are happy people and there are not happy people? Do you believe that there are people that feel like they're traveling down a road that God is, is in control of versus people that are traveling down a road they have no idea what's going to happen? I'll tell you this. I don't know how rough and rocky my road's going to get in life, but I do know this. I believe and I, with all within me that my road is going to end in heaven. There are people in my family and I've got friends that have already, they've ended their destination. They've already traveled the King's Highway. They enjoyed the fullness of life, but they realized is that it wasn't just what they got in life, it's what they got even after this life was over with. But he said people that, that, that God shows them, he says, show me a path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. You know that word joy actually means the end result of something. It's the end result. I believe the end result of salvation is joy. And I believe the end result of life is joy for the child of God. And for the saints of God, that's where joy comes in. And it also means there's a, a happy issue. A happy issue, something that brings uh, excitement. He says, at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. But notice what he says there in the beginning of that verse. Thou wilt show me the path of life. That word path means like you are traveling along something by foot. You know what folks? Every day you and I are traveling through this world one step at a time. Sometimes we hear people say right foot, left foot, repeat. Sometimes we say trying to get one foot in front of the other. That just means no matter how fast or how slow we go, we are moving. Runners are doing the exact same thing. Right foot, left foot. Walkers, right foot, left foot. People today that are shuffling their feet, it's right foot, left foot. It's not about the pace by which we're going. It's the fact of life is that we are all on a path. Sometimes we step back and we look and we think, well, God's opened this path for this person. Well, God's opened up this path for this person. Well, God's opened up this path for this person. But here's the thing is that we all are traveling a road designed by God. Folks, this morning, I want to tell you something. I find joy in knowing that every step of the way, that there is not a rock I'll step on that God did not put there. There is not a, 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 an obstacle that will be in our path that God does not know about. You want to talk about the fullness of life, and that's getting to a place where you know that God is in control of everything. That there is an end result, and that's why he said, that will show me the path of life. What kind of path are you traveling on this morning? What are we going down? For I want to turn back to just a minute to the book of Numbers, chapter 35, if you mark there for just a minute. Excuse me, Isaiah chapter 35, if you mark that place. I want to read Isaiah chapter 35 for just a minute. The book of Isaiah, the 35th chapter, let's skip down to the 8th verse. And a highway shall be there. In other words, there's, there's a choice that's there. He says, and a way. 
In other words, there's a road that is there. And it shall be called the way of holiness. But not everybody wants to travel down this road. You know what? Today we stop and we look at people and we say, those people are living a life of peace. Those people are living a life that they absolutely accept everything in front of them. I want to travel that road. Here's the thing. God gives you and I the same choice to travel that exact same road, but we make the choice not to. He said, there's a way of holiness, but the unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those. In other words, it's not... Let me, let me say this carefully. The way is available to everybody, but the way is not traveled by everybody. Does that make sense? I believe that every person in this life, God wants to have peace and contentment in their life. But just because it's available to everybody doesn't mean everybody's traveling down that road. Folks, there's two people that are heading in the same direction, but the thing is, they could both be going east, but they're both going down two different roads. At some point, they're both going east. One's going to veer to the left. One's going to go north. One's going to go south. We're both heading in the same direction. One day, the saved are going to go to heaven. The lost are going to go to hell. There's a road that's there, but he said, the unclean shall not pass over it, but shall be for those the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. What is on this road? I love this ninth verse. You want to talk about peace in their life? No line shall be there. Now we don't have lions and bears and a lot of animals that you and I have a fear of. But what if you lived in an area where those were in an abundance? Would you go down a path through the woods with fear? Absolutely. Anytime that people take off hiking through the, the woods when there's bears, they want to take whatever they can to protect themselves. If you're going through a place, he said, there's going to be uh, where there would be lions. He said, you would have to worry and fear about the path that you're on. He said, he said, you know, there is such thing as living a life where no lion shall be there. Folks, this morning we all ought to stand up this morning and say, thank you, Jesus, that we can live a life where there is no line that we have to fear. We are safe. We look at those people and we say, Lord, these people are getting to live a life. They're living the fullness of life because they have no worries. I look at people and I think, Lord, how do they not have any worries? How do they not have any concerns in their life? And the reason is, they, if they don't have lines in their way. They know that where they're going to end at is a peaceful place. And they know the path that they're on right now is peaceful. He said, there's no line or ravenous beast shall go up their own. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Notice what he said. This is not just for everybody. It's only for the redeemed of the Lord. Now, does that mean again, I want to clarify this and be very plain. There's a difference in a path that is available to everybody versus a path that is traveled by everybody. Two different things. When I look at people that are living the fullness of life, they are traveling a path where it says that there's no line there. There's, there, there, there's no evil there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and will come unto Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. Do you remember what I read there in Psalm earlier? It says, And thou wilt show me forth thy presence. Uh, in, thy, uh, in thy presence is fullness of joy. People have joy in their life. Remember what joy is. It's a, it's a good result. It's a good thing that's happening. And notice what we read here in Isaiah 34 and 10. And come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy Upon their heads, they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighings shall flee away. 
You know what? Notice what the last part of that is. It says that they have sorrow and they have signs, which is like a, uh, it, it's a downward. He said, you know what? They're trading these off. He said, that's what they had. He said, but now, he said, they shall obtain joy and gladness. Let me ask you something. If you were to poll people as they walk in this door today, or let's just say we say amen in a little bit and we get ready to leave this place. And I was to ask you if you want, you've got, You've got a pair and you've got a pair. Which one do you want? If I tell you that you can leave with sorrow and sighing, are you going to choose that over joy and gladness? Let me ask you this, and this is a very personal question. But do you think that people choose unhappiness? Do you think that we face sometimes every day and say, I'm going to choose for this to be a bad day or I'm going to choose for this? Folks, let me tell you something. We need to rejoice in the middle of a storm because God created it and God will see us through that. So often we feel like we are defeated before we ever even come to the very beginning of something. Folks, I thank God that I am traveling a path right now where there is no line. I'm not saying things are not perfect, but there is no line. The fullness of life is we know that God is there. So you have a choice when you leave here today. Do you want sorrow and sighing? Or do you want joy and gladness? There's a road that's out there today. There's a path that's out there. Where are we going? Which takes us back to the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers chapter 20. The people of Israel have come across the Edomites and they were traveling the king's highway. They said, we want to go from point A to point B. We want to cut through your land. I'm going to go ahead and tell you how the story goes. They said, no, we don't want you here. You know what? Isn't it amazing how people want to do what they can to stop us from living our life in peace? That's what happens. So they were traveling along this road. Now you have to remember there was a, a pretty deep feud that was going on here. So they come up into the edge of the, of the city and they looked at the Edomites and they said, we're trying to get over there. They said, we want to pass through your land, but we're not going to harm anything. So let's read what we can here in Numbers chapter 20 and in verse 17. Let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through your fields or through the vineyards. Neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We're going to go this public path that was paved so that we could just go through this land. We will not turn to the right hand nor the left until we pass thy borders. And Edom said unto him, Thou shalt not pass by me, lest I come out against thee with the sword. If you come into our land and you travel the path your own, then we're going to put a stop to it. But here's the thing is that the problem wasn't is they were on their way to Canaan. The fact that they couldn't travel the king's highway, it was God saw them wherever they had to go, but God had a purpose to send them through that place. You know, sometimes you and I, we are traveling through this life and sometimes life gives us a great big old detour. Not going down the way you want it, is it? Is there anybody here today that would tell me that your life happens exactly the way you want? It starts with salvation. I cannot tell you how many testimonies I have heard of people that said, well, I planned on getting saved at church, but it didn't happen my way. Or people said that I planned on getting saved at home, but it didn't happen that way. Or people said I would wait till the weather got warm and I would unite with the church and get baptized. It, isn't it amazing how sometimes what we design for ourselves is not the plan or the path that God has? 
So they looked at him and they, they, at the Israelites and they said, No, you're not coming through this land. And Edom said unto him, That shall not pass, lest I come out against thee with the sword. And the children of Israel said unto him, We will go by the highway. And if I and my cattle drink of thy water, then I will pay for it. I will only, without doing anything else, go through on my feet. And he said, Thou shalt not go through. And Edom came out against him with much people and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his border. Wherefore Israel turned away from him. You know what's easy for us to think? God had a path and God had a highway. God had a plan for them. That all of a sudden that it is possible for people to come up and blockade or situations and circumstances blockade what we have. And all of a sudden, the, the, God, you've made a mistake. Here's the thing. They still got to their destination. It's just not the way they wanted. You know what? You and I today, folks, God intended for human beings to have a relationship with Him in the Garden of Eden. But the problem is there was a blockade. There was a detour. There was something that came up. But that still did not mean it was impossible for man to have a relationship with God and be in his garden. It just meant that now you had to go through Jesus. Aren't you glad that when God said that the highway's been blocked, man, his sin, he didn't just say, that's the end of it, folks. He went back to work finding a way that you and I can be with him again, folks. We can still get on the path that's going to end in Canaan's land. I think about so often, Lord, how many times are we traveling down this path and this highway? And all of a sudden, that, 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 that people come out and say, nope, this is not what's going to happen. And they even come out with such animosity and such anger that they had a, that they come out with an army and said, no, this is not what's going to happen. So you know what? They had to, they had to deal with, with the obstacles that were in front of them, but there was still a chance they could make it to Canaan's land. The problem was it wasn't going to be the way that they thought it was going to happen. And again, we go back to this idea, are things happening the way that we thought they would or the way that we really anticipated and planned on things doing? Absolutely not. So our text this morning here in the book of Psalms, that will show me a path of life. People that are living and traveling a path that they are satisfied with. I'm not, I'm not here to judge and I don't have any kind of a number to throw out at you. But I will tell you what's seemingly a growing trend and an idea. People that are dissatisfied with their life. Let me tell you something, folks. We should never get to a place that we are dissatisfied with our relationship with Jesus. If it is, it's not because of what He's done. It's because we've gotten off the path of what He asked for us to do. Or we live in the fullness of life. When I say the fullness of life, are we on the right path that we should be on? And here it talks about that will show me a path of life. You know what this tells me? The Lord's going to show us a way and the world's going to try to show us another way. You know what? The world comes along and says, well, I think I've got a... For those of you that's ever traveled, you, you, you might even chuckle when I say this, I've got a shortcut for you. What happens when people come up and say, I've got a shortcut? Now, sometimes it might be a little better, but a lot of times you're fixed to get yourself in a predicament where all of a sudden now what you thought was going to be easier, now it's going to be harder. Folks, today, you cannot make shortcuts with God. You cannot change and make something easier for God. You must do it His way. God sets a place in four of us and the world comes along and says, you know what? This is not the place where I should say the path that you want to be. So they want to say, why don't you go this way? Matter of fact... 
If you look at it, the world will say, look how much wider this road is. Look how much smoother this road is. Sometimes when I go hiking through a mountain, probably one of the better routes to go is the ones that's got the wider path and the smoother route so I can climb up and it makes it easier. You know what? Sometimes we want the wide path, but I think we all understand the scriptures teach us in the book of Matthew. It says, wide is the gate and broad the way that leads to destruction. Sometimes we want to look at a path and we think, what is this? But you know what? Sometimes God says, this is the path I have for you. This is the road that I want you to travel. He's, you may look at it and say, it's rough. It's narrow. It's not the way that I want. But I want to tell you this, there's no lines on that path. I want to tell you this, there's no other beast on that path. If you'll follow that, there is no beast along the way. You will find the fullness of life on that path. You have to trust God. Okay, God, they're, they're, we are in an environment where there could be lines, but they're not going to be there to harm us. Let me ask you this. Do you think there's a difference in the exposure to harm versus the protection from harm? Obviously, right now, I'm not worried about a line right here in this rural area in which we live. But if lines did exist, then I would still say, Lord, even though that that hurdle is out there, even though that, that, uh, even though that predator could be out there today... I still believe you would take care of me. Folks, say there's all kinds of evil that goes on in that world today. It's not that we're removing the evil from attacking us. It's that God's saying, I'll see you through it. And that's what he's telling them there. He says, thou wilt show me a path of life. This world will come along and tell you, why don't you do this path? And I'm going to go ahead and I'll say this. There's some pretty good salesmen out there. And when I say some pretty good salesmen, there are people that will convince you that this way is the best way. This way is the new and improved. Why don't you go this way? It's a way like nobody's ever seen before. It's always that we've found something different. Now, I'm not trying to say that the old past, and I do believe in the old past, and we may read about that in a minute, but you see today, I believe in the old past that we read about in the book of Jeremiah. I believe in these old pasts. But I also believe today that there, there's not a new way to be saved. There's not a new way to get to heaven. I believe that thou will show me a path of life. Proverbs, I believe it says, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death. You know what? A lot of people say, why don't you try this road? I want to say, have you been down it? Well, I took a few steps down that path. But have you been to the end of that trail? Have you been to the end of that road? Are there lines along the way? Are there other predators along the way that can harm me? But you know what God said? I can tell you what's at the end of this path right here. I can give you the fullness of life. And it's almost like you can travel down a path of peace knowing that everything is going to be alright. For he noticed what he said. Uh, he says, Thou wilt show me a path of life. I believe that God is showing us and I believe God is showing us over and over and over and over again uh, the, the things that we should do in the way that we should do them. But you know what we do? We want to say, well, if all the traffic's going this way, why don't I follow the traffic? The Bible says many be go in thereat for that wide gate and wide path. Folks, today it's okay to be in the minority sometimes. It's okay to be that person that says, I know this is what everybody else is doing, but I'm going to do what God said. God said, go down this path. 
God says, go down that way. Show me a path of life. You need to go down a highway that's a public way. It's a way that God had said, and we all can travel that. And I look at people in their life, and I think, Lord, and, and I'm, I'm being transparent with you this morning. I've seen people, and I thought, Lord, how can these people live such a peaceable life? It seems like no matter what comes their way, they just, in our words, they take it with a grain of salt. They just face all these circumstances and say, God's in control. God's in control. God's in control. God's guarding me. God's protecting me. God is taking care of these things. And along the way, it's like they have no lines in their path. What would our life be like if we could live a peaceable life? There's no lion, there's no beast, there's no harm that's going to happen. Folks, when we travel down that path, we'll find out what the fullness of life is. But there's a lot of people that don't want to do that. They want to go down this, let's try to live life a little bit. Let's try to enjoy life a little bit. So let's go down this way. Notice what he said, that will show me a path of life. Folks, life, and people that will tell you, let's go out and live life, they don't know what it's like until they've been saved by the grace of God. That's what life is. True life is being saved by the grace of God. You're being at peace because you can go out here and try all the things that the world has to offer you. But what does that do for your eternal status? But you know what? You, you kind of turn that just a little bit. For those of us that are saved, no matter what happens to us in our life, we believe that there is a path. He says, in thy presence is fullness of Joy. Notice what happens. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I believe that life, no matter how much bad people want to tell you is going on or how much wrong is transpiring out there, folks, I believe that we can find joy in these things. I believe we can find joy and happiness of all the things that are out there. And that's why he said, in thy presence is the fullness of joy. I want to tell you something I have thought about, and you may disagree with this. Some people in this world feel like that you cannot be devoted and dedicated to God and be happy. In other words, them old Christian people, all they want to do is go to church and live right. They don't want to say anything or do anything. They're just, they're boring in their life. People really feel like that a relationship with God that's going to end in heaven, that we are living a boring life. I'll tell you this. My life is the last thing from boring. I'll tell you this, my life is filled full of circumstances and opportunities. I don't have to sit around thinking, well, what's going to happen, folks? God just keeps opening doors and doors and doors. Let me tell you something. I am content with my life. I am happy with my life. I enjoy my life. I thank God for the life He's given me. He's given me a companion. He's given me a church. He's given me all these things. And let me tell you, if, if, if heaven's going to be better than this, I can't wait to get there. I enjoy life. Does that mean things are not the way we want them? Absolutely not. There's things I wish I could change. But I'll tell you this, when I, when I realize that no matter what it is that's going on in our life, that God's in control of that, folks, that is where I find my peace. There's no line that's going to overcome me. There's no, there's no beast that's going to be able to try to, to conquer me. I find peace in God. But the world will tell you that if you go to church all the time or you get a relationship with Jesus, you're going to have the boring, dullest time in your life and you're not going to get to live it up. I'll tell you this folks I thank God the path that I'm on I thank God for the person that I am I thank God that he's made me who I am and he's put me where
where's putting me? And I'll tell you this. I've tried the world. I've been out of the world. I see all the things of the world. And none of them compare to what I get here. Every Sunday, every time I open up God's Word, every time I pray, every time we sing, all these things that we do, folks, they give me something the world can't give. Every time that God stirs your heart to testify, you give me something that the world cannot give. When you today, sometimes will shake my hand and hug my neck and it's a word of encouragement or thank you. Let me tell you something. I don't get that from the world, but I get it from you. And I want you to know something today. I thank God for the life He's given me and the things that I have in my life. But the world will tell you that if, if you have a life with God and you're religious and you go to church all the time, you're going to have a boring life. I'll tell you this. I'm happy and I'm content with my life. And you know what? The best is yet to come for us. For He said here, in thy presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures. Uh, he said, uh, he said, the right hand are pleasures forevermore. I like when he says the fullness. You know what fullness means? That it's not incomplete. How many people that they're almost there? Their tank is three-fourths full or their circle is about 90% uh, encompassed, but there's just a little something missing. I want to tell you something, folks. There's nothing missing in my life right now. If you've got Jesus, you've got everything. If you've got Him and He's put you on a path, we have everything. For He said, in thy presence is fullness of joy. You know what I found about the world? They leave you just a little bit empty. You know what I found out about the world is you get almost to the end and you fall just a little bit short. You know what I've learned about God? We're not going to fall short. It's not like we're going to get to the very portals of glory and we're going to stop right outside the gate and He's going to say, well, you sure got close. You know what He's going to say? For every child of God, He's going to say, just come on in. He said, I've got a place for you. He'll call you by name. He'll tell you where to do and where to go. He said, this is all yours. You know what, folks? I thank God that heaven's not a beautiful place that I'm going to stand on the outside and see. I'm going to get to go in and occupy that place. And I don't know about you, but there's not a line that... There's not a beast that we can face in this world that's going to stop me from my eternal home. Somebody in this place very well may outlive me. Very, all of you may, but I'll tell you this. If you ever find out that something has happened to me along the way, I want you to know this, that He finally made it into that place. Into that place that He calls heaven. A place that I call home today. A place that I believe that God has given me. And you know what? Uh, in that place, the lion's going to lay down with the lamb. There's no, there's no feuding. There's no fighting. There's no enemies out there. We all get to live in perfect peace. But I'll tell you this. It's not like that, that peace is reserved for heaven. I believe in peace here on this earth. I'm not saying world peace, but I believe in the peace in the heart of a man that we can have here in this life. That, what I mean by that is you can travel a path and you can believe that no lion's going to hurt you. Why does somebody else get to live that? You can walk that path too. It's a public path. It's a public road. It's not turned away. And again, I'm going to say this again. It's not because it's not available to all. It's just that not all choose to travel that road. Folks, it's available for anybody that wants to travel down that road. And as he said here, in thy presence is fullness of joy. But I love that verse where it says, at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. <coughs> Who's in control? Who's in charge? Forevermore. I believe it is in the book of Hebrews it talks about sins and how that they're enjoyed for a season. Here we are going through a, a, a time of, uh, of seasons. You know what? There, there's, there, people have joy in their life but like a season it comes to an end. 
You know what I believe about a relationship with the Lord? I don't believe it's ever going to end. I don't believe it. Not even death itself, folks, can stop your relationship with Christ. Isn't that good news for you today? You know what? All good things come to an end. Isn't that the motto of the world? All good things have to come to an end. Not your relationship with Christ. Not even death itself is going to stop us in our relationship with Jesus. For our family and friends that's gone on, you know what? They still belong unto Christ. They're just in a different place. You know what? One of these days, I'm going to transition from this world to the next. And when that day happens, I want you to know this. I'm still going to be a child of a king. And I'm going to go to a better place. And you know what? That's where he says, in the fullness he said and, and of this, and he says, and it's going to last forevermore. You know what? I'm thankful this morning for a, a relationship with Him that's going to last forevermore. Are you here this morning? And Maybe you're not even on the highway. Maybe you're here and you're saying, I don't have the fullness of life. I want what these people have. I want to experience what, what, what so-and-so or this person has in their life. I want to experience what they have. You can experience that. You can. If I can lay my head down on my pillow at night not worried about what's going to happen to me, guess what? I believe you can too. Are you here today and you're going to lay your head on your pillow knowing that everything's all right? I can remember this and I'm going to hush. I cannot tell you how many times when I was lost that I would get finally in the, in the quiet darkness of my room and I'd want to turn the light on because I was scared to death. I didn't want to be in the dark. I didn't want to die. I want to know what was, I just had this fear of all these things. I used to want to know who's in the closet, who's under my bed. And I can remember all these fears. And you know what? When God saved me, it was just, amazing how much all of my fears went away. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of things that's happened in my life, but I do know this, that I'm traveling down a road and my fear of what's going to happen to me when I die, that, that, that's non-existent for me. I am perfectly at peace with my relationship with Christ because something real happened to me that night. Something real happened to me in the night I was in an altar and I cried out to God. It was a real experience. It's a real path that He's put on and I believe that I'm going to end it one day in a real place called heaven. What about you? Are you going to end in that place? Are you on the king's highway? Do you have the fullness of life? You might be living life, but do you have the fullness of life? I want us to get a song this morning.